0: Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right,
1: it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's the sound guy, Joe. Hello, hello. How are we doing today?
2: As well as we can be, given the circumstances.
1: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, you know. I've been just
0: chilling at home, playing games, you know, quarantining.
1: That's true. And just to remind our listeners, of course, we're still in quarantine. Please bear with the uh, the quality. Again, thank you for voting on instagram and today i guess i want to ask you guys what um what have you been doing during this quarantine like how you guys been passing the time
0: um well, i've been doing a lot as everybody has been watching shows been playing games To specifically highlight i've been playing a lot of a game called divinity original sin 2 which uh for those who don't know what that game is it's a sort of uh turn-based combat uh fantasy story game which is very very fun um I've just been grinding at that game I have four different playthroughs right now with uh about one playthrough by myself and three other playthroughs with three other groups of people because you can play co-op and I've just been having a blast been playing as rogues, wizards, knights, battle mages, everything.
1: It's been great. What about you, Joe?
2: I've been probably doing the same, doing homework. I've been playing more AAA games and been trying to, like, you know, get good. I'm, <laughs> you know, I can, uh, where I'm going with my Mortal Kombat career, I can be pretty good. I can, I might be able to get somewhere Ooh. with my unorthodox play style.
1: Who do you main in Mortal Kombat?
2: I used to main Cassie Cage, as to. I said in episode seven. But yeah. now I main Sindel, Okay, who is typically a low tier character, as they say.
1: But yet you're like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work with it because I mm-hmm. like it.
2: I, I think I've won eighty games with her and lost only fifty.
1: Wow. Nice, that's very good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, but
2: enough of this AAA stuff. Well
0: first, well, first off, we gotta see what Jared's playing.
1: <laughs> well, recently, um, I've been scrolling through the Switch eShop, right, and I saw my wish list that a few games that I have on there got on sale. Those games being. Uh, transistor and um, and velocity two X. I love transistor. I've played. Well, through you the know game. about it. Yeah, I've played through the game
0: twice. Okay, uh, and on like the hardest settings I could play with all like all of the uh, the because they have like uh rather than like i think skill levels they have like little thing things that you can add to your gameplay that give you buffs at the cost of making enemies stronger
1: okay don't play- tell me too much
0: okay well that's that's just the gameplay mechanic i yeah. play i i did a playthrough with all of those on uh okay. it was intense but it was also very fun
1: awesome yeah um i've noticed throughout uh searching scrolling through the eShop that there are a lot of indie games um on sale so for for transistor it was like uh four bucks oh, that's you steal. know so i'm like dude yeah uh the creators of bastion made that game bastion now is 80 percent off as the recording of this episode it's 2.99 right now on the eShop. and i i've seen the trailers for uh transistor and i'm like it seems rather interesting i'm just gonna get it you know i'm i like playing a lot of indie games and if you listeners at home haven't caught on, today we'll be talking about indie games and our favorites. Um I'm pretty, I, I like to, to play multiple different indie games and it's just the only difficult part of it is choosing what game to pick. Does that make sense?
0: No, that's perfectly understandable. There, recently especially, there have been so many good indie games in the past two, three years. Before, they'd come out pretty pretty sparingly but then they would get really popular now there's just so many good indie games that
1: it's like you can't play them all which before that wasn't really the case that is so true i mean just for just a few examples Cuphead, shovel knight hollow knight uh celeste shantae for me that's a big one you know H- hat in time hat in time i remember when uh nate wants to battle a youtuber which also is a con Ooh, i'm sorry which also is a, a music creator He did a Let's Play on A Hat in Time when it was still uh, in beta, you know? And it's it's like a cool 3D platformer, some mario 64 vibes in there you know it was, uh, it
0: was pretty it's a, fun it's a fun uh, there's just been a lot of good indie games personally my favorite that's come out recently yeah. which i was gonna mention later but might as well mention it now stardew valley i've been playing it a bit with friends recently through, because of this whole uh quarantine situation uh stardew valley is oh my such a good game like it's just you, so it's relaxing you just hang out with When you're playing with other people, you just like give each other tasks, hang out, help each other, uh, get to get to go through a cool, cool storylines with a
1: bunch of different NPCs, which are all amazing. Okay, see, not to hate on it. Like, I don't want to try to be negative towards Stardew Valley or anything. I know nothing about it. But from what I have seen, you know, from uh, trailers and other people playing it, it's just a farming simulator? Question mark.
0: It's it's more than that. While it starts kind of feeling that way, because, I mean, it it is a farming simulator. There okay. there is plenty of farming aspects in that game and that's the way you get most of your money. There's okay. a lot more to it. There's a whole like uh adventuring sort of like dungeon dive kind of mini game with the mining system that they have uh to where if you want to mine resources you have to go in mines that also have a bunch of monsters so you get weapons and armor to go in there. Okay. But then there's also like the fishing mini game with that whole aspect to it where you can completely ignore farming and just Go to different lakes and rivers and fish, and there's legendary fish hidden around, uh, and all that. And there's characters which you gift stuff to who all have unique storylines, and you can get closer, become friends with them, even marry specific uh NPCs. And, and so, it while it starts being a farming simulator, it's all not only is it an addictive farming simulator, I'm very good at being a farming simulator. Like, I didn't think I'd be into it, and then it was like cocaine, <laughs> I couldn't get off of it.
1: Is it like real time?
0: Um, no, If you mean like days, our day, nights, our day, then no. Definitely. Um, okay, no. so not like Animal Crossing, not like Animal Crossing. Okay. Uh, it's basically you go through uh twenty or I think twenty eight day seasons. Um, I may be wrong on the specific number, but you go through like uh start in spring, then summer, fall, winter. Uh, and you just go through these seasons where you can plant different crops uh there's different fish in the waters and you just progressively build up your farm more and more until you're like some of my friends who have year four farms where they don't have to do anything except for collect and sell stuff and they already they're already married to their npc of choice and they they got all the way down to the bottom of the mine and it's but like there's still technically no end game because you can kind of keep going although it kind of gets a little little pointless eventually but it's just this great farming game where you slowly go from working in this tiny field that's covered in weeds to having a fully automated farm
2: so it's very charming okay. yeah that's what it, it sounds like appealing it. to me
0: and you can play with friends it's co-op which is by far the most redeeming factor with it because i i mean if you want to play with friends you can and it's just like you can either play to get like with your incomes together or separate you can kind of play competitively like I've seen some of my friends do where you okay. can work together to build the best farm as quick as possible.
1: Sounds like a really good time. I mean, as a com- as a completionist, you know, for me, I like to 100% complete games. Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, stuff like that. I try to stay away from because if there's technically no end, you know. Well,
0: there so with the whole completionist aspect of it, um one you can fill up all the relationship meters with all of the NPCs. Okay. Um That's something you can do as well as uh, if you uh, there's a community center in the game where if you bring in certain items in like little bundles then you get rewards and the whole goal is to rebuild the community center by bringing in all these things so there's like a fishing bundle where you have to bring specific fish and there's uh and there's a whole completionist aspect in that and that it's it's like a completionist sort of quest because you have to do a little bit of everything in order to fill the comu- the community center
1: so that's like the main goal
0: i wouldn't say that's the, the main goal. Oh. Ever, it's kind of your own individual goal but oh, that is okay. a goal you can go for like okay. if, if you want to just have a big bang in farm and you don't really care about the community center you can play through the game without caring about the community center so
1: you shape your own way to play yeah kind you of. don't even Got you,
0: and there's a lot of stuff you don't have to do like you don't have to go mining you can just buy uh ores from the uh from the sky. I don't know why you wouldn't go mining cuz mining's really fun in the game. But like if you don't want to, you can just buy your ores to nice. upgrade your equipment. That's I really think cool, that's huh? a theme
2: with uh indie games that you don't play it in one specific way. You kind of choose your own path. Ooh. with like Minecraft and Ter- Terraria, those are the exact same things.
1: True, true. What about some of your favorite games, Joe?
2: Well, when I talk about indie, my my favorite's got to be Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: <laughs> the first
2: 3 games were so good. Right. And if you ask me, the series ended after 3.
1: You don't like 4 and 5 or Sister no. Location?
2: No. No, I do not. Because I feel like they were more forced than the original 3. I think oh, 3 wrapped I... up the story pretty well and it had mechanics that stayed true. 3 was my Favorite of them all. Yeah, and I I just uh, think that one would be a better send off to the series than whatever mass-produced fan service games. Yeah, I was gonna say because
0: I I got uh, steered away from the games because of the community. Um, Because I don't know, it just one seems every person I met who liked the game when it was popular was all under the they were all under the age of ten. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to bash on the people who like the game it's just the people who i knew who liked the game to the point of talking about it were all below 10 and so that kind of so this there was this really and then like when i'd see stuff on reddit and stuff like that it was this really kind of seemingly childish community um but that's kind of what steered me away i don't know if that if it's a childish game but the community is what kind of steered me away if it's a good game then maybe i should check it out but like or the first three like you said but i don't know that community was kind of. The community of a game can really affect your take on it, I guess.
1: Wow, I don't. I guess I can. I can see where you're coming from. Uh, with my own personal experiences with of Freddy's, I remember getting excited whenever my the YouTuber I was watching at the time. It was Nate Wants to Battle. He was doing let's plays uh of these games, just like Markiplier and all these other people, and I enjoyed it. I was like excited to see like the the next episode if this person can actually you know get through the night or whatever. And uh, I think uh. Oh, what what's this guy's name? Scott? Cawthon. Scott Cawthon. I think he did a pretty good job at these games for releasing them as, at a sh- very short amount of time, you know? Um, of course, it can get old, you know? It's very stressful, I I think the game is, at least for a completionist, you know? But I, I was always excited. I was I was always interested in the lore. I remember watching a lot of MatPat's videos and... But to be fair, I've gotten sick of MatPat with him just only talking about the FNAF and just keep on uh, pushing that. As I got older, I just stopped watching, you know? So, yeah, I guess community can pretty much affect how you see a game.
0: Um, uh, switching gears back to the main topic. Jared, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your me, community game? Ah, uh, community. Oh, sorry. Indie game. My bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For, well, my favorite indie game, my favorite indie series, one, like hands down, it's got to be the Shantae series. Um, I remember one summer I was going through my Wii U um, eShop and I was just looking at whatever games that were on, that were good prices, whatever. And I saw Shantae and I'm like, huh, 16-bit looking. Let me see. I read the description. The description was funny. I saw some of the screenshots and the trailer. It was just funny. A lot, a lot of fourth wall breaking, right? And I'm like, I'm going to get it you know for me if if a game can really connect with me i'm gonna fall in love with it i love fourth wall breaking and a lot of media and shantae uh the music is great the characters are funny uh it's not like super heavy on lore or anything it it knows what it is as just a small indie game you know Uh, my first being shantae risky revenge so that's the second game love that game a lot and i don't know it's just it's, it's just very alluring to me I will also say that um, Hyperlight Drifter, amazing yeah. freaking indie game. It's like Zelda, but not Zelda. It's like, oh, uh, there's. It's if, like if you want Zelda,
0: but with like future. <laughs> I guess a, yeah, it's sci-fi. A, it's, a, it's a sci-fi
1: synthwave. Yeah, sci-fi synth wave Zelda. In my opinion, like if you want a strict definition of visual storytelling, Hyperlight Drifter is that. You know, you there is no. There is no um text like you you hardly read anything except for like the intro stuff. The the way it tells a story is through environments and pictures. Whenever you talk to some townspeople, they don't give you words; they give you a picture, like and you have to determine what that means. So the real story of Hyperlight Drifter only the developers know. It's it's really like you you're giving clues and hints, but you have to figure it out and make up your own conclusion. And how it's Zelda, it's like there's a lot of dungeon crawling. You get when once you start off, you get to pick whatever uh direction you get to you know explore. You get to go to north, east, or west. South is like reserved for like end game stuff. But you get to pick. You get to choose whatever boss or area you want to hit first. And of course, there are unlockables. There are a lot of things to get along the way, but you don't have to do it. And and it's a lot with skill. I think it's it's good for um. If you just want to literally vibe uh with your, like just throughout the day. You just want to vibe, you just want to get through the day, have a calming but yet challenging experience. Hyperlife Drifter is the way to go. The music is great. The environmental music is great. The lack of music it has in some parts. Oh my god. <sighs> Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm just gushing good. over it. You're good. I mean, it's, I
0: mean, it's a good game. I played it myself it as is. well. It is just a fun game. The boss battles in it are my some of my favorites in games.
1: That's true. And I, I would say the, the West boss, you know, the Diamond Guy, Diamond Head, he was, he was probably like really hard, but I uh, he was like the first boss I took down. And I think he's like the hardest out of the first three because the other two were no trouble for me. But that's, you know, that's just my opinion. Some other mentions, I guess, Ukulele, um, uh, the first one, and the Impossible Layer, great platformers. Ukulele the first one is like uh, a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie almost exactly they know it Platonix is is from uh developers from Rare from back in the day and the second game Possible Layers is just like Donkey Kong Country still made by Rare so yeah I love it I love it when when indie developers are like you know we were from this place we made these games how about we we take stuff from that and put it into this game and give it like a new flair I love it so much I love it when the developers like know what other people want you know yeah
0: Uh, and to get into that I had a few games that I wanted to recommend people kind of give hours it's games $20 or below that give hours like dozens of hours worth of content should you decide to play them a lot of which in this list are inspired by uh, just other games to the point where they're they're similar in some ways, but they also have uniqueness to them. So uh, my first three recommendations don't really apply to that, but are also just really good games. I've mentioned them on the podcast before. One being Tabletop Simulator. Uh, play board games with your friends. Twenty dollars for yourself. Uh, You can get the party pack, which I think is like $60 and you get four copies of the game. So you can play Mm. with four different friends for $60. But if you just want to buy one yourself, ask a friend to buy one and play chess together. Then um, Tabletop Simulator, $20. Monster Prom, uh, that party, dating, sim, goof around, nothing serious game. That one's $12. Only one person needs to have the game and just stream it, whether it be through Discord or whatever. Um, and then What Remains of Edith Finch, $20. Fantastic story game. Although that one doesn't have the dozens of hours that I said, but it's still amazing. And then the other four, which I have not mentioned, but I heavily recommend people play Shovel Knight. So $15, so much content inside of it, especially being able to play as the different knights. It's a platformer inspired by uh, other 2D platformers, such as uh, Mega Man and games like that. Uh, Starter cool. Valley, we mentioned it during this episode, $15. Rivals of Aether, fighter, fighting game inspired by Smash Bros, but plays very differently. And uh, the fact there is no shielding, I think. I haven't played it myself, but I have friends who really advocate for the game. Um, and it's just a really combo-oriented fighting game that feels more fluid than Smash, in their opinions. And then lastly, Black Mesa, $20. Uh, the remake of the first Half-Life game. Oh my goodness. It's done. It was it was in development for a while, but available for like early access. And now it is done. And now it is beautiful. And I heavily recommend everybody who has or hasn't played Half-Life, If you got a PC, get Black Mesa. This is a beautiful game. And so uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and just quickly do our game before we close out. So this game is, I uh, guess, the genre where I've Browse through the Steam libraries of indie games, hundreds of titles to find a few, uh, give you their name, and you will try to guess their genre correctly. So as an example, if I tell you Drug Dealer Simulator, then your guesses could include Simulator, rom-com. simulator. <laughs> not quite Rom-Com, but Simulator is one, so that would be a correct guess. Also, Crime and Action are both part of it as well. Okay. So with that, getting into it, first game we have, Hoop Lord. Oh man. Uh
2: that's a platformer. It is not a a platformer.
0: Oh. It is a action sports game where the creator it's a VR game where the creator decided to combine aspects of boss battles and basketball. That's cool. Interesting. I have I've not played it, but it does look interesting. If I get a VR set, I might try it out.
1: (laughs) The final level is the last game in Space Jam. That's the final (laughs) level.
2: (laughs) Next pay for
0: we went back.
2: Horror. Horror
1: is
0: correct. There you go. Uh, it's a game where you are on a space colony uh by yourself and you need to find your way out back out. Um then we have what the golf. A golf game, sports. It's oh, I like
2: that game. I played that actually.
0: Sports is correct, but it is very much not sports, hmm. as it is a golf game where you're where what you use as the golf ball is everything but a golf ball. The first, mm-hmm. one of the first one of the first levels you see in the trailer is you go and point the arrow as your guy is standing next to the uh, golf ball with the, with his club. He goes to putt and you send the guy the arrow that you pointed was actually the guy. And the dude goes flying towards the flag. That is
1: hilarious.
0: And then there, there's episodes with cars or the levels with cars where you're racing cars using the golf ball physics and it's, it's horses and all sorts of things. So it's very much golf but not going. Nice. And last game, Crab Champions.
1: It is a fighting game.
0: Kind of. It is not a physical fighting game. It's an <laughs> action game, but also okay. a racing adventure game. Mm, wow. Three different. You play as a crab on a beach. There are three different modes, one being action, uh, survival, where you fight against hundreds of other crabs, all with different weapons, and, like laser guns and uh, rocket launchers, etc. There is a racing mode where it's like a platforming racing game, and uh, where you play as a crab going through different environments. And there is a dual mode where you fight against another person as crabs with sh- uh, laser shields and laser guns
1: nice so (laughs) that was great man
0: that one that one i'm actually i actually saw that game and added it to my wish list it's coming out august 20th (laughs) (laughs) it pretty entertaining
1: (laughs) well before we sign off um joe do you have any recommendations for games during these times
2: um cuphead (laughs) okay you should probably pick up Cuphead if you ever want to say in the indie genre. Yeah, I think it's 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 a rage game, but it's fun. It is you twenty dollars. Yeah, there you go. Anything else? No,
1: sir. Patrick, any other games you want to recommend? Ah,
0: <sighs> dude, I'd be here all day if I were to say all of them.
1: <laughs> well, for any games I will recommend personally, any of the Shantae games. Uh, River City Girls, uh, any of the crypto, crypto, the ne- Necro Dancer games, excuse me, mm, and yeah, man, and uh, Hyperlight Drifter, just vibe out, you know, vibe. This episode's all been a vibe, I think. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app Eagle radio station where we are live. Catch you on the next one.